Please note that the views and opinions talked about in this episode are those of the host and the guest and are not intended to malign, judge, or be disrespectful in any means. This podcast is for educational purposes regarding our own personal experiences with the military lifestyle and community, with, of course, a little laughter and fun along the way. Enjoy! My name is Leanne, and welcome to another episode of Coffee and Crime with a Military Wife, a podcast where I share my interest of true crime and also share my life as a military spouse and talk to other individuals from the military community and the pros and cons of the lifestyle. On this episode, I had the opportunity to speak with Julie. She is originally from Quebec City here in Canada, has been married with her husband for 11 years, and a mother of three small children. to all you busy parents and military parents out there. I don't know how you do it. So we talked about her life being a busy mom, of course, the importance of therapy while you're settling into a new routine, having those support systems, how she stays in touch with her friends and family, especially while being away from them and missing them so much. also talks about her small business that she recently created called Milso Brave Box. A Milso is a military significant other. In case you guys don't know what it is, it's the acronym that we use within the community sometimes. And she has her own business. So it's these little deployment boxes. They come with little journals, different vendors. their stuff in there so that's really cute there's some different boxes that you can get I will post the website information and her other social media down in the show notes so check it out and if you have any questions feel free to message her and uh, I'm sure she will be happy to hear from you so enjoy the show how's your day Good. Um, productive. Got lots of lots of stuff done and it feels good. Got like fresh bed sheets on the bed and like oh, me too. Just like the good weather and um the sun shining, it just feels so good. What about you? Yeah. Uh pretty busy. I went into work for noon and it just was just nonstop since and I was like, Phew, it's been a week. And I was like, Oh, it's only Monday. <laughs> so I'm like, oh God, it's gonna be rough. <laughs> but busy busy good um me too I put clean bed sheets I put two my duvet cover um on the line and one of my like favorite comforters too and it was so windy like I don't know about Halifax but right now it's so windy up here in New Brunswick and um I was getting ready putting ice in my water and I look over and I see something white in the bushes and I was like Oh, it's my duvet cover. Well, I got to pin that before I leave. So I put a bunch of clothespins on. I was like, there, stay. And <laughs> of course, when I came home, it was off again. Only that one. The comforter stayed, but yeah, the duvet cover. And it was still damp, so I had to put it in the dryer. Mm-hmm. I went to Toronto for the first time, like, ever, a couple weeks ago for work. And... 
I came back the 27th and then Dylan left in London, UK. Coming back tomorrow, I have to go pick him up at the airport here in Fredericton for midnight. Okay. So I was like, I'm washing the bed sheets. I cleaned the house. You're going to come home to yeah. a fresh bed. And he, cause I did the same when I, um, left before I left for Toronto so I was like I'm gonna do the same for you and you were gone longer so he's like oh you're so sweet I was like I try <laughs> I, try. I, love it. I yeah. always used to do that too when he would leave when Dan would leave um before he would come home I would like make sure everything was clean you kind of just want them to you know you don't know what they've gone through what they've experienced or whatever and you're like you just at least want to come home to like a nice home clean honestly now with three kids like not so much <laughs> it's a little yeah hit, I bet hit or miss. <laughs> exactly exactly I know I only have the dog and well the cat lives on the dresser since we've had the dog so she's not much to take care of but yeah um Ozzy yeah he's definitely gonna be happy to see his dad and yeah um, when I was on my call for work, he was like being sassy and he was like pawing at my shoulder. I was like, stop it, stop it, stop it. And um, I was like, all right, I got to go walk this thing before he just, I don't know. He is like a child. He's like a child. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. It's it's good practice for if we ever yeah. have human babies. <laughs> I know oh. I want to one day. One day for sure. I'll want a dog, like just not now. But yeah, um, when I have more capacity to have to have one and take care of one properly, like I just don't want to kennel a dog all day. And like, I want to give it a good life. So exactly. Um, exactly. I know. I wonder what they think when you leave or when you come back. I know. It's so pitiful. I seen a TikTok video the other day and it was um, some dogs don't eat their food when you're not home and because they don't know like when they're going to if you're going to come back. And I was like, is that why Ozzy doesn't like eat his breakfast or because he eats his breakfast at supper time when we're home and then he wants more food. He like puts his, his paw in a bowl and he's like, <clears throat> and he moves it. And Dylan spoiled him and he's been putting liver treats, like dried liver things mm -hmm. in his food. So each meal, and if Ozzy doesn't like see or taste the liver treats, like God forbid, it's like, like the end of the world. I did want a Pyrenees, but we ended up with a German Shepherd, which is fine. Um, he's great and they're good dogs and they're loyal and stuff, but definitely sassy. But you're <laughs> used to the sass, I'm sure, especially with being yeah. Yeah, my oldest just turned four last week. Just like an attitude change. All of a sudden, she's four and it's all sass. She's like, I'm four now. <laughs> word for word, she will say, I'm four now. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Buckle up for teenage years. <laughs> right? Oh my God. You yeah. may or may not get phone calls from school or something <laughs> someday. I know. I feel oh boy. <laughs> oh God, I know. Yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> Um, yeah, so no, basically, I just, yeah, had like an informal conversation. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to look at the questions that I sent to you, just kind of like a guide um, of the things that like people usually talk about um, on the on the show. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's basically just to like, get to know you more, your name, where you're from, your experience. Um if you knew you were going to be a military spouse, like how that all happened and where you are now and where you've been, like all the things, all the things. Yeah, like in a nutshell, obviously, yeah. we could be here for like five hours. 
uh, with everything that, you know, throws at you in a military life. But no, oh. I never, I'm not like a military brat. I didn't know anybody military before I met my husband. Um, and I met him when I was 17. I was working at Tim Hortons. That was my college job. And he was this really cute customer that kept coming in for coffee. And obviously the uniform did a thing on me. And so one time he gave me his phone number and we went on a date and um, yeah, that's how we met. Oh, no way. Um, yeah, it was really, it was really nice. Um, he'd come in a lot and I would always recognize him. And for me, it was honestly love at first sight. Like as soon as I saw him, I, I would like stutter, I would fall, I would drop something. Like I would just be so nervous around him. He was kind of oblivious. And then like one day he recognized me, like it was so funny. Um, yeah. And then that was in Quebec City, which is where we met, where I'm from. And then we moved to Ontario and Kingston the year after that. And that was really fun. That's where I went to college and like, we didn't have kids yet. And we, that's where we got engaged. We got married. Um, I started working as a full-time paralegal, which is what I do now. So it was a really more fun and adventurous. Like, I, I, I don't know if you do the same, but as a military wife, like you or spouse, you see your life in like locations of postings. Like, I don't know if you've been to multiple locations, but I'm like, this was our life in like Quebec. And this was the part of our life in in Ontario and this was part of our life in New Brent like everything's in categories of like which house we were in or things like that and um yeah so that was really fun in in Kingston and then from Kingston we were there for five years which I I loved it there we lived in the queues and it was great the PMQs and we moved to New Brunswick to Ormocto and for me it was not the smoothest transition it was very just depressing for me and not 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 great <laughs> I don't know in like how many words to say it but I feel just, that yeah because Kingston is just such this fun vibing like great place you're close to like Toronto Montreal Ottawa busy too like you're hustle and bustle yeah it has this like small town but like you're close to everything it's just such a good city I found living to, for live to live there for me Oh, that's yeah. good to know for the future uh-huh. if I'm ever yeah. posted there. But yeah, mm-hmm. the food was great. The restaurants were amazing. Like I still always something to do probably. Yeah, just a really cute place. Like not overwhelming like Toronto. Like that would probably be like oh my god. But yeah, it was great. So to go from that to Ormocto obviously was like a shock. I'm sure. Yeah, like I'm such a social butterfly. I love to do things. I love to go shopping, like, you know, and it was just kind of (laughs) very different over there. So it was a big adjustment. And that's probably when as a military spouse, I should have gone to counseling. Like that's probably when I should have started. But I just kind of didn't didn't go through with it. I didn't know which way to go. It just kind of like, I was shy. I was kind of embarrassed about it. Like I wanted to portray this like strong military spouse, like, you know, I can, I can have it all and I'll have it all put together. And mm-hmm. that was not the case. It was very challenging. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online therapy service that will connect you with a licensed therapist specific to your needs and goals. Therapy is kind of like dating. Sometimes it takes a while to find the one, but eventually you find that person that is right for you and also brings the best out of you. I know when I was fired from my job during COVID, and we all know how hard it is to find a job already while being a military spouse, right? So getting let go from a job for the first time ever had really thrown me for a loop. I felt like a failure, felt like I wasn't good enough, and my self-esteem was way down. But I turned to BetterHelp to find a therapist that was right for me. 
It took two, three tries to find the right one, but eventually I did and it saved my sanity and helped me look at things from a different perspective. That's what I like about BetterHelp. And to make things even better, you're able to chat with your therapist via phone, messaging, or video at your convenience and will take you on your own personal journey of self-discovery. You can even do this at the comfort of your own home and even wear PJs. You can switch your therapist at any time with no additional charge if you feel like your current one is not the right one for you. Discover yourself again with BetterHelp and start your therapy journey. Visit betterhelp.com slash coffee and crime to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash coffee and crime. Um, so anyways, I eventually got a job and we were only there in Ormokto for two years, but we had two kids in those two years. So it kind of shifted my focus, like of becoming a mom and stuff. It was a really positive thing. So, and now we're here in Halifax. We have been for almost three years and it's been really great. I love it. It's reminding me of Kingston a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's so much to do. It's a beautiful place to be. The ocean is so nice. And I think being by the water is very calming. Yeah. I, I do love that. So um, I found a job relatively quickly when I moved here, when we moved here, bought a house, um, like a sight unseen because <laughs> it was in the middle of COVID three years ago. So that was rough, but I'm I, I'm glad like it turned out really well. So um, yeah, now things seem to be going good. Things seem to be going better. And I did go to counseling when we moved to Halifax because I still felt like I had kind of unresolved like mm-hmm. you could call them um feelings and thoughts and emotions that I really wanted to work through so um yeah I did go to counseling at first I went to someone um like private or something and it just wasn't a good fit so mm-hmm. I, ended, I ended up just contacting the MFRC and being like this is how I'm feeling is there someone that can help me um and there was and it was so helpful like incredible. Good. that's good that's yeah. what I did too like yeah. Um, in the middle of COVID, like I've been in counseling before and stuff as a kid and on my own, like when I, before I met Dylan, I was living in my own apartment and like finding out, like I had left an abusive relationship, doing outreach in the school board, going back to my mom's in an abusive, like alcoholic place where she is still living with the same man. But I was like, all right, I work in this shit in the, and go into these environments for work and stuff. Like I was basically a school with social workers. So I was like, I can't live in it too. So I had to find my own place and I did end up finding my um, little apartment. I remember opening the door to the apartment and it was just like empty and dark. And I remember crying and I was like, this is where I'm going to live. Like, what am I doing? So, but eventually like there's a lot of like, growth and like eventually I painted it um I asked permission the landlord's like yeah sure so I painted like each room then I was just like working and I went to the gym every single day I wish I could do the same (laughs) up here but I was just two minutes away and like I'm close here to the gym too just living close to base but um yeah I was like on a self journey and I remember being in therapy and he was like, what are your goals? And I was like, well, I want to be happy living by myself and like happy and content, like just being alone. And that was like mm-hmm. my, and I like, needed to do that. 
And then eventually um, my younger brothers, because I'm the oldest of three and they're identical twins. So they were both, it's like monkey see monkey do with the <laughs> both of them. So one joins the reserve, the other one did too. So eventually they met uh, Dylan and <laughs> they liked him so much. They wanted to keep Alan in the family. So they're like, you should date my sister. And I was like, oh God. And, like, I was busy, like, doing me. I was like, yeah. I don't want another idiot. Like, <laughs> ugh, I don't know. I don't know. So it worked out. And, mm. you know, eventually, like, I got a cat. And because I always had a cat. Mm. And it was kind of lonely. So I was like, well, I'm going to go to the SPCA. And my ex didn't let me have um, our, our cat. So I was like, all right, fine. I'm going to go get my own. Mm. And, um I even remember crying, like picking a cat. I was like, it's not the same. Like I was a mess. I was a mess. And um, yeah, I brought my cat to New Brunswick. I was like, come on, Sage, we're moving. Eventually, when uh, I met Dylan, he's like, yeah, so I'm being posted to New Brunswick. Do you want to come? And I was like, hell, yes. So I packed the U-Haul, my yeah. little apartment. And he was like, you have a lot of shit in here. I was like, yeah, I know. I don't know where I put everything drove the U-Haul and I followed him and we drove around to New Brunswick and I had no idea where it was going so I was like wait for me and like calling him and you're going too fast and like it was definitely an adventure yeah Um, but yeah it, it was fun it was fun and like I think yeah I need to go through those weird like self journey things and in mm-hmm. order to like find yourself when I had a job working legal aid I liked it then, but like it wasn't for me like I wanted to work with like the criminals like one-on-one and I would only talk to them like through the phone I was like well that's not the same I want to know like why you're there and like yeah. if I can help you reduce like recidivism rates when you get out like all that stuff that I've learned through my crewman policing degree. Yeah. And eventually coworker she wasn't nice. And she was like, Leanne, you're not a social worker. Like you can't talk to the people like this way. And I was like, what do you mean? Like I wasn't being mean or anything at all. Mm. And eventually long story short, I was let go. It just wasn't a good fit. And that was yeah. the first time I was ever let go from a job. COVID had like just started. And mm. I remember like, my boss helped me pack my stuff in boxes. It felt so like embarrassing and like, oh, it was the worst. So me, my, like I had called the MFRC too. And I was like, I don't know what to do. This never happened. So I'm kind of a mess and felt like I wasn't worth it, worth anything and like good enough and all that stuff. So I called the MFRC and they connected me through a program, through a program or something. Mm-hmm. So eventually I found someone. It was through the phone, which is super nice. I could talk to my therapist with, uh, and PJs. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, it was definitely beneficial. But it's- yeah. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online therapy service that will connect you with a licensed therapist specific to your needs and goals. Therapy is kind of like dating. Sometimes it takes a while to find the one, but eventually you find that person that is right for you and also brings the best out of you. 
I know when I was fired from my job during COVID, and we all know how hard it is to find a job already while being a military spouse, right? So getting let go from a job for the first time ever had really thrown me for a loop. I felt like a failure, felt like I wasn't good enough, and my self-esteem was way down. But I turned to BetterHelp to find a therapist that was right for me. It took two, three tries to find the right one, but eventually I did and it saved my sanity and helped me look at things from a different perspective. That's what I like about BetterHelp. And to make things even better, you're able to chat with your therapist via phone, messaging, or video at your convenience and will take you on your own personal journey of self-discovery. You can even do this at the comfort of your own home and even wear PJs. You can switch your therapist at any time with no additional charge if you feel like your current one is not the right one for you. Discover yourself again with BetterHelp and start your therapy journey. Visit betterhelp.com slash coffee and crime to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash coffee and crime. I feel like it should come with any kind of transition. Like it should be just so much more available to us or so much more importance put on it. Because I remember too, when we had just moved to Armokdo and I was just sitting on the couch and my husband went to work and, you know, nothing had changed for him. Like he still had his pension. He still had his paycheck. He still had a career. Like it's, and I'm very career driven. Like I, I love having a job and I want to make a difference and I need to bring money to our household income. Like I just, that's just how my like values are wired. I don't know. Yeah, me too. I had, I had a great job in Kingston and I'd been there for a couple of years and I'd made my, my place, you know, at the firm that I was at. And so it was hard to transition to Armacto with like barely anything going on. And he would just go to work and I would stay home looking for employment. And it was just so discouraging. And I remember sitting down feeling like I could be gone tomorrow and nobody would care. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure people would care. But in that moment, you know, you're just thinking like, I I don't matter. Like, I don't mean anything to anybody. Like, it's just so it's so sad that people feel this way. And I hate that I felt that way. But it yeah. brought me so, you know, it brought me to who I am today and just, you know, same for you now, like for what you're doing now, but it's so hard and it's, I don't know why I didn't go counseling because I I had some really dark thoughts and some really not good, not good thoughts going through. And it was so challenging, so challenging. And it wasn't so much the location as like having difficulty finding a job and just trying to find some friends or, mm-hmm. and honestly, what what saved me, I remember I would go to prenatal yoga on base was uh, I was just like early pregnant and um, plus with all the hormones and shit, it's terrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't help. But um, and it was every Thursday at 630. And I remember just thinking like that, that class totally saved my life because I could get out and do something for me that was mm-hmm. just for my like to benefit myself and my health. And I would meet other moms and I would just like, you know, just have an hour to like be out of the house and do something that was nice so that's something I highly encourage when people get like relocated somewhere like just check out any programs with PSP or the MFRC anything pottery I don't care like anything learn how to sweep the floors I don't care like yeah it would it it's so beneficial like before you can get to a state of mind where your thoughts are not so great like you know just it's hard to take control of it but yeah, you really have to if you're going through a hard time. So mm-hmm. 
yeah, that was rough. <laughs> and especially like, I, I can't speak for like being a mom, but especially I can imagine like basically being like a single mom when your partner or husband goes away and you probably felt feel or felt like you were alone mm-hmm. and like the, I can't imagine like how challenging that must have felt and I find like a lot of people just kind of isolate themselves mm-hmm. um which maybe you know it's their way of coping which is fine like there's no mm-hmm. right or wrong way to cope I guess in a way if it's not yeah. too like self-destructive but um I don't know it's like super challenging I find like it's still hard to make friends. Um, I just kind of stick to myself and do my own thing, like go to work, yeah. go home. I'm just so busy too. Like when I dropped off Dylan at the airport last Saturday or whenever it was, um, <laughs> time flies. I I dropped him off at four on the dot in Lincoln. I was like, okay, bye. I'll see you at the ninth or whatever. Challenging to, to find people I don't know how it was for you when you were up here in Oromocto, but if it was easy for you to find friends or do stuff together, like there was like two Oromocto groups. They ended up saying like, we want like to do more stuff um, together, like bowling night or karaoke, whatever. So I messaged one of the admins that she was like, it was like her group. And she was like, I'm retiring myself slowly from this so she's like if you want to take over and like you seem like you have really good ideas like mental health monday which i i post like quotes and stuff in there every day and like ask how everyone's doing and she's like you want to be one of the admins like sure done and done i was like oh uh yeah okay i didn't (laughs) even ask and she was like yep have fun i was like okay I guess so I like changed the logo last like Mm -hmm. made a couple on Canva I was like which one do you guys like best like trying to make it like more inclusive and having like those voices yeah like what do you guys want to do tell me ideas and yeah like I think I I want to plan like a bingo night or bowling Mm -hmm. or something um on a weekend but it's so hard and like we're all going through the same thing so it's like, why not just like get together and do stuff? Yeah, I think it's hard when I think about getting together. I think it's hard to go in and show up and not know anybody. You know, like if you go with a girlfriend and you show up and, it, you know, then you're with someone. But for me, even as an outgoing person, mm-hmm. I'm shy. like when I walk in a room and I don't know anybody and this is, you know, a group for whatever, let's say it's just a coffee night or something like it's that, um, the unknown a little bit feeling when you walk and you're like, I don't know anybody. And like, what if it's awkward? And honestly, like 95% of the time you walk out of there and you're like, I'm so glad I went, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I remember walking into that class for, for yoga and I was like, oh my God, like, it's going to be weird. And, and that, like that six week or eight week class, I don't know how long it was, like literally was the best thing that I could have done for myself. So I think we have to, as spouses, like find this, this kind of courage that is like so deep in us, but, um, and try to just, you know, put ourselves out there when we are struggling and when we're having a hard time, because usually that, that will be really beneficial get out of our uh, comfort zones I guess yeah yeah it's hard to get uncomfortable like you don't want to do it it is because like you said it's like scared of the unknown and what if it is awkward and it 
probably will be but yeah that's okay oh, yeah. and you know you may come out with a friend or someone yeah. out of it to hang out or hey add on Facebook like I but, found yeah. like for our Mukto making friends was honestly through social media too like was kind of a good way to to go and I found two gems like two really good friends um there that ended up like now we we're still friends and oh good kind of just would do anything for each other we kind of those you know those friendships where like you don't have to talk every day but you're just really good friends and it just remains this really great friendship yeah pick up where you off type of thing yes like when we just we try to make an effort to see each other and it's um it's really great so there's those friendships that are that are really nice but it's not easy and it depends what your level of you know comfort is with either being home and not having much of a social life or you want to get out there and have a social life mm, so I think that's, that's fair the, yeah it's it all depends on what whatever. I'm kind of both myself like I'm introverted and extroverted at the same time like I don't know if that's yeah. a thing but I, I think I'm both like sometimes I do want to socialize but I'm also very much a homebody and I'm fine just being in my house yeah just I know cleaning coloring crafting oh, yeah. and listening to podcasts like it's it's fine I'm content with that but and I find like I only it's kind of like a rule I gave myself because the weekends aren't long enough I only like to like do stuff on long weekends because like Friday night you're tired from the week yeah Saturday it's like okay have like one day to do like whatever and then Sunday well you got to work the next day so you can't do too much because you're gonna be tired for Monday so I'm just like ugh. so the the baby shower I went to was on a long weekend I was like perfect I'll be there so I was like <laughs> it worked out great I don't know I just I just like to sleep and it's like my self-care I think it's good that you have like at least two friends that you still yeah. keep in touch with or that you made like connections with like doesn't yeah. have to be 10 doesn't have to be like like two people like that's great too close like genuine like that's really good that's just from like New Brunswick I might have like one or two from Ontario like you know you have more when you're there and then when you move away you kind of realize who you're actually going to stay in touch with exactly some some girls I thought I would stay in touch with a little bit more but it didn't really happen and like that's okay like I'm not gonna you know relationships on but um I think it's hard to when you're away from your family like all my family's in Quebec City now we're in here in Halifax that's like a 10, 12 hour drive, depending. And so it's not easy to go see them. You know, we need like either a really long weekend or vacation or something to to go and exactly. see them. So that was a huge part of why I went to counseling too, was like, I was missing my family so much. Like it just, it didn't, I like, I'm really close with my, my family. I have two older brothers that, that were all one year apart. So we kind of oh, all wow. lived through, I know my mom was crazy. And then I kind of <laughs> did the same thing with my kids, which is kind of crazy, but we're all so close and we're all going through the same things in life. You know, we're all kind of having kids now and buying houses. And, and so it's hard to be away from them because I grew up so close to them and same with my parents, my parents are healthy. They go like camping. And so it's fun when, you know, everybody's getting along and everything's great. So I do feel like I'm missing out. Like I do really feel like I'm missing out on like really good years with my parents and my brothers. Mm -hmm being away you know and it's hard because I love my life with my partner like I love my life with Dan and the kids that we have and the the life we're building but I'm like missing terribly being close to my family and being there for birthday nights or you know whatever 
little activities that they do. So that was probably the biggest reason for counseling. And she, she helped me so much. At one point she said, um, do you feel like you're grieving, you know, being away from your family? And I mean, I've been away from my family for like eight years. Like, I mean, I've been with Dan for almost 11 years and we've been away for 10 of them. So we've been gone for 10 years. And I just like last year realized like it's a grieving process. Like grief can come in so many different ways. And it's not just like the death of someone, you know, you think grief, you think death, but there's so many ways to grieve so many other things. And so for me, that's what it was. It was like grieving, just not being with my family all the time and, you know, being away from them and missing out on a couple things and, you know, being there for holidays or whatever. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was the big that's exactly what I was gonna say like it sounds like it's a grieving process like a non-death grief and loss and we talk about too like working with with kids that are on it kids that are in care um they grieve a lot so and it's probably like do you feel because like they're like you said that they're healthy which is good but because like they're getting older like Mm -hmm. you feel like you may be like missing out like how do you compensate like do you zoom facetime like how often do you go see yeah we try to go as often as we can which for us right now would probably be like three times a year like christmas and then like another like impromptu trip here and there Mm -hmm. and then my parents will come and visit my brothers come to visit like we try to make oh good for um i mean i call my mom every week like i'm just so close with my mom and yeah so but it is it is much harder than I thought. And especially when you start having kids, you know, I'm, I hate that my parents are missing out on like their grandkids, you know, and they're not missing out, but they're missing out on certain things. Right. Yeah. My brothers, you know, they're missing out on their nephew and their niece. And it's just like that part's a bit more challenging than I would have thought. Then before we didn't have kids, I was like, let's live anywhere. We could move anywhere. Like let's have an out camp posting. That's you know? me. Like, that's yeah, me. Like, I that's follow going. you anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so for, for that, like, it's just, it's so different. Like it just changes your perspective depending on your family situation, obviously. And yeah. here, my husband is from here. He's from Halifax. So he has his mom here and his sisters. And, and so part of me had a huge kind of like jealousy issue of like, well, it's not fair. Like you get to have your family here and, you know, resentment. They get- oh my God, hundred percent. And like, yeah that's a huge reason why counseling was helping me just deal through these feelings because my issue wasn't with like my partner or like our marriage. It was the lifestyle. Like, and then my, my husband would be like, I didn't choose to get posted here. Like that's what the message said. And that's where the van went. <laughs> like, yeah. Is, and I'm like, I know, like my rational mind is like, I know this is so not your fault, but my heart is like ah, in pieces. So yeah. It depends on your family dynamics. I find like, what's, you know, what's, what's the vibe when you're there and if it's not really a place you want to be then it's not the greatest if it doesn't match yeah. your energy then it's not fun you know when I yeah. go see my family like I just I never want to leave like my husband literally has to look me in the eyes and be like Julie we have to go and I'm like I don't want to oh if you could clone yourself that'd be great <laughs> yeah yeah but um anyway so yeah it's 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 good but um I miss them I miss them mm-hmm. all the time that's why like the the counseling helped me grieve that part and now when I go like I have a better mindset and and the whole journaling is what brought me to do Milso Bright Box really yeah like, I was gonna ask about that so yeah you also have your small business that you started Milso Brave Box which I find is really cute thanks yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm really excited it's gone really well so far I just started in April like last month 
um, wow. and it's it's been doing really well. And so it's deployment boxes for like spouses of partners who are deployed. The goal is to, I find as a military spouse, like I really just want to focus more on the mental health of the spouse and everything mm-hmm. that you know we go through and the ups and downs and the emotional roller coaster of it all. And although it's not always through deployment that you struggle, um, I found that having a, a de- like a journal to kind of put your thoughts down, your feelings. And like, I would, when I was journaling and I wasn't feeling well, like I would write some really nasty stuff in there. Like some really like he gets to have it all. Like it's not fair. And like, just really how I was feeling in a raw method, like in a really raw way. And then when we would have conversations about it, him and I, like my partner and I, it would just come out so much better. And he would just Mm -hmm. be so much more receptive. Like our communication improved so much just by me journaling about what was going on in my head, basically. Um, Because when I would talk to him, it would just make more sense. And I would have time to, you know, pick the right, the right words and not just like vomit all these feelings and then Mm -hmm. be like, you know, so, so that really improved. So I felt like the deployment journal would be really helpful. And then I just put like all these fun goodies in there for other first spouses to enjoy treat themselves I don't feel like we treat ourselves enough and we'll always put our members first like we'll always put you know the spouse first and so and then I just hope to grow the 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 business as much as I can and see what can come out of it bestie box has been great that box that's good yeah like a girlfriend that you've all the friends that you make you know throughout um, your journey as a military wife and so that's been really fun. And I just want to launch like, oh, I have so many ideas for everything else that I want to do and all the other products I want to launch. And I bet yeah. you can even do like themed ones like Christmas, oh, and Halloween. Oh, that's awesome. I know the like the the creativity, like once I started going, the creative juices were just like flowing. And I have like a note section in my phone and it, it's like my Bible of like where I see my business and I'm seeing like a really big picture of what I want it to be and why I want to put this out there and what I hope people will get out of it. And yeah, it's just like, I always bringed up in my, on my phone and all the, all the ideas that come. And I think the next thing I'm probably going to be working on is probably a deployment box for kids. I know Um, a lot of people have asked me, have talked to me about it, how like, you know, when their parents are deployed and they want some kind of coping strategies or, even just to have activities planned, like when yeah. you're just a single parent or something like that. Cause I think that's where people feel the most stress, you know, the most stress. Yeah. Yeah. And I have some relocation stuff in the works, like just to help people when they're getting posted with BGRS and all that stuff. So that's awesome. lots of, yeah, lots of fun stuff coming and it yeah. obviously takes time and a lot of work, but I'm so excited about it. I'm just so like, it's a dream come true honestly (laughs) that's awesome what was like your like aha moment like you journaling and then you were like I'm gonna make a box so other people can journal too like what was your like aha to to create something like that I've had this idea for over three years and I just yeah I just sat on it because I was scared I was super scared to fail. I thought, what if I put this out there and I didn't know where to start? Like I was just putting excuses in my head, not scared to of it. the unknown again, you know? Yes, yeah. And just be like, and I just felt like, who am I, you know, to like, like, um, I don't know what the thing is, but like, 
feeling like a fraud, you know, being like, who yeah. am I? Um, po- imposter syndrome. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Imposter syndrome. I'm like, who's going to believe me? Or like, who's going to buy from me? Like, what do I know about in an, um, you know, obviously I am a military wife and I have been, yeah. kids, but it just felt like, you know, there's so much more, like a more experienced military wives out there. Like why, you know, and I just, imposter syndrome, fear of failure, all of the things you can imagine is why I didn't start it. And I just felt like I didn't know where to start. I didn't know, I could see it. Like I could picture it in my head, but I just didn't know even where to start, where to go, what to put in it. But once I started journaling, I would journal on the ferry. So in Halifax, I take the ferry to work. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, because the parking's kind of crappy downtown and it's just so much cheaper to, um, my employer would cover like 30% of my ferry pass. So I just go oh. ahead and take the ferry. And it's like a 10 minute, less than 10 minutes. And you just sit down. And that's when I started journaling the most about all my feelings and everything. And not just military lifestyle stuff, like just anything else in general. And it oh, was just sure. such a really yeah. great, it became such a really good outlet. And I thought like, oh my God, like so many more people. Like at the time, I just went to the dollar store and picked up a journal. Yeah. And, but I was having like check-ins with my counselor and all that. So I felt like I need to create a journal for spouses when they're going through like harder times or even when things are going well. And so that's why I did like weekly check-ins in the journal and empty journaling space and just really to kind of make it custom for like a military spouse and what they're going through. So I would say like when I was on the ferry, like mm-hmm. driving to work, yeah, <laughs> riding to work, I don't know, floating over. Yeah. And- this was like I really need to put this in like other spouses hands because I know for sure I'm not the only one who feels this way oh for sure yeah what a good like coping strategy too and I'm sure like even the kid ones like just picture like a busy mom or dad and being like Mm -hmm. oh my god I need like five minutes like go do this and it's like craft and it's like okay I can breathe and whatever like you can only imagine just the chaos sometimes even you sometimes like I'm sure it's so chaotic especially with three little ones yeah your oldest being four like is she a helper at all like helping yeah she does good yeah with the sass and attitude also comes you know a bit of help and like yeah (laughs) so that's been that's been good if I need something she'll go get it or whatever so good you know as they grow older like it definitely helps I find that getting out of the baby stage and the diapers and all that um but yeah it's 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 definitely it's a lot (laughs) yeah how do you find it was like for your daughter being older and like realizing more things and like growing up you know being the first born with like dad going away like how do you find it she was like did she notice things like did you notice definitely did yeah have a lot of anxiety I find and I hate saying that because it's not like I want to label it that way like right away but I mean she would have a, a hard time just she knew he was gone and um, he hasn't been away for a while now just because we had like parental leave and stuff. Right. Um, he's leaving next week already. So. Oh, wow. For how long? Just for a week. I okay. Just somewhere. But even when he's not home, like he, um, he's a personal trainer at a gym in the evening sometimes. And even when he's not home for bedtime, she's like, where's daddy? And I'm like, well, he's, you know, yeah, like helping. We, we just say like, he's helping people get stronger and like, you Aww. know, this great thing and then we're all flexing and whatever but she she knows and even like now our the middle child he's gonna be three in July and oh wow he'll ask for daddy and stuff and I find that heartbreaking like as a mom I just have to be like well he's at work you know and and so I have to find like better strategies for them too and like I'm doing this 
like the kids box, like I'm going to do it for others, but I'm doing it for me too. Like Absolutely. I feel the need comes from me. And then I know that if I'm struggling with this then others are too. So there's definitely different age ranges that are going to come from this, like, you know, zero to five and then like maybe six to 10 and then like 11 to 16 year old, like, mm-hmm. you know, past 16, I don't really think I would, <laughs> I would do anything, but yeah you know, when they're growing and their minds are growing and they have school or extracurricular activities. And if they have like a soccer game and their dad's not there or their mom's not there, like, I don't know, it could be kind of hurtful and yeah. in a way that they, that they understand completely what the military is and what it involves. So I can see having them like them having resentment too. Like, Oh, why isn't my dad here at watching me play soccer? And yeah, Jimmy's dad is there in the <laughs> crowd like, woo. And it's like, Oh, well, so like, yeah, it'd be kind of challenging and yeah, even finding the right things to say and just, um, yeah, just trying to keep it positive. And we work a lot on affirmations and just mm-hmm. trying to go like trying to trying to do that and communication. And That's now that good. she can really talk more about her feelings, like we'll just yeah. if she's like upset and whiny sometimes. We'll just be we'll just sit her down, and be like, "What's wrong? Like, what's bothering you? Like, how are you feeling? You know?" And she'll just be like, "I'm sad." And we're like, "Okay, well, why are you sad? Like, what's mm-hmm. making you sad?" I I don't know like I'm just doing the best I can as a mom like I have no but we're just you know working through things and trial and error and I think that's what it's going to be you know yeah there's no manual sadly I'm sure no (laughs) I find when he's deployed he works a lot yeah like 24 7 but then when he's on base they're just like sitting around and like yep yeah not so much anymore like I feel like that was maybe a couple years ago um now he's like he's been a sergeant for a couple years now and now and so he's kind of just been doing more like admin and like supervising things but when he was corporal master corporal and stuff it was kind of just like to my to you know I don't know I wasn't there but yeah it always seemed like they just kind of hang out and do little things here and there and I'm just like aren't you working maybe my future child if we have any (laughs) will go in the military but who knows (laughs) I know I know it's hard to tell I have no idea what the future I don't even know what like in two weeks you know I don't even I have deeply deeply rooted trust issues because of the military like any money they give us I'm like put it aside because they're gonna ask for it in four months and say they messed up we got a posting message when we were in in Kingston that's a good point um yeah it sucks we got a posting message it said you're posted to Halifax so for two weeks straight, like we told all our families we were posted to Halifax and just like two weeks later, turns out the posting message was wrong. The location was wrong. And we were actually posted to Gagetown in Ormukto. Like we had started looking at houses. We had a, like, we had our BGRS file number. Like we legit thought we were going to Halifax. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, sorry, like long, wrong location. It's actually Ormukto. I'm like, so even when I see a written posting message, I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh it's wild. I can't like, imagine all the stuff is just wild it's anyway, very unorganized even now it like dance back to work after being on parental for these last couple months and you have to like pay back your pension when you're when you're off for the amount of time oh. that, um, or you do the time like you serve extra time at the end of your 25 year contract whatever there's something that you got to do with your you pension. have to like balance it out whatever yeah and so we have it deducted from his pays. Like when he's back, they just deduct the amount that, I don't know. Anyways, you know, I trust that Dan can handle this, but yeah. we got his Emma for, for, for May. And I'm like, you know, where's the, I always kind of double check it a little bit. And I'm just like, where's your, you know, your 
like pension deduction from coming back from Pata. And he's like, oh, I'm not sure. I'm like, please go see the clerk. Like, please have this written down somewhere because I guarantee you in like a year, they're going to say, oh, we forgot to take back your pension or whatever. You owe us like 4,000. Like there's going to be something like, I hate to say it, but there's always something. And I mean, it's not like they, you know, I don't want to speak negatively about them. They don't mean like not well, but there's always something like something forgets. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't understand because like the civilian world isn't like that. I I know it's so different. I don't understand. Like, I don't know any money I get from them. I'm just like, put it away. I don't want to. Yeah, that's a good point. Like Dylan's waiting on a whole bunch of back pay or something. I don't know if Dan is too for something. I don't know, but Dylan is. And maybe it's COVID. I don't know. Something. (laughs) So he's like, he's like, all right, I want may or may not want to get another motorcycle and said sell mine. And I was like, well, your boy needs to get his balls cut off. He needs to get fixed. It's not fixed yet. Um, which is fine, but we wanted to wait until he was like fully, fully grown. He turned two in January. So I was like, well, it's time. Yeah. Um, I want to like tip him and whatever else he yeah. wants. Oh, and his, uh, his shots. So he's going to cost. And Dylan's like, yeah, I should go to the groomer soon too. I was like, perfect. You're, you're going to have money coming in. Like you can yeah. pay that too. So it's, yeah, but that's a good point. <laughs> Cause you know, I mean, know. you know, you still like put it on whatever, whatever, but Anytime we spend it or whatever, I'm like, I'm going to regret this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The Things ever of- free, I guess. No, I know. It's just always hit or miss, I feel. But anyways, it, there's so many things to be grateful for. Like for us during COVID, like it was nice to know like he wasn't going to get laid off or there was right. still stability income. Coming. There are so many benefits to it. Like at the end of the day, like it, it is a really uh, sometimes very struggling way of life and it definitely has high highs and low lows but I wouldn't like looking at my life now you know I would do the same thing I wouldn't yeah. change anything about it and everything it's brought me and the opportunity to live in different provinces is something like I never thought I would do but I do love that minus I will not go back to New Brunswick I don't think yeah so. I don't blame I you I think I would go back in a different mindset like I think having gone through what I've gone through and and the kind of depression I'm gonna say in quotes and right I think I would have a different mindset surrounding it and I think now I have better tools um to kind of get through that we're gonna get posted another year or two and it's gonna be hard leaving Halifax obviously but just kind of go with the go with the flow and ride the wave of the military lifestyle and see where it takes us now I feel like I have a better mindset to make the most of the posting like where you're at for the amount of time that you're there and all about your mindset and what you can make out of it because if you don't have that then you're just you're screwed (laughs) yeah time flies it's like it was Mm -hmm. just yesterday that I had seen you make a post like that you were leaving New Brunswick and moving to Halifax it's like that's crazy do you does he get posted often like what's his job that he gets posted like so much um, he's a line tech, um, okay. army, army line tech. He, he did like six years in Valcarche, which was his first posting, um, after basic, I think, or after some kind of trainings, I don't know. Um, he, and then we went to Kingston for five years or Makto for two years. And then here for three, I think we'll be here like five years, like four or five years. And then another one, Dan only has seven years left from his Oh, 20- really? He's a, he is older than me. Yeah. <laughs> um so 
But after those seven years are done, he obviously just wants to pursue like fitness and personal training and stuff, you know, just more like passions, I think. Yeah. But like, who knows what the next seven years are going to bring and if if he's going to want to stay in a bit longer or whatever. Like, like I said, I, I don't even want to think two weeks ahead because that even seems like too far-fetched. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing too with the army. Like, you never know. Things could change mm-hmm. so fast. Um, do you guys think that you would um like is there a chance that you could move back here to like our yeah um there's always a chance yeah okay. like there's I just find like now there's no yes or no right you know in anything I always like, say I always say like expect the unexpected you never yeah. know <laughs> yeah and I love that because I always told Dan I want to go on Big Brother Canada I was like I want to yeah. do it would just be so much fun like what a what a once in a lifetime experience you know and I was like, it is literally your life. Like, expect the unexpected. Like, oh, it's a double eviction? Sure. Oh, it's a triple? I, I don't care. It's fine. Like, I'm used to this shit. Like, it would be so hard to be away from the kids. and that. Like, Oh, to be for so sure. Secluded, but, you know, I would enjoy sleeping longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like but, a vacation for you, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just think it would be fun. Like, it would just be like a once in a... It's like on my bucket list. Like, something Yeah, else. that'd be cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> be fun but yeah that's kind of what the military lifestyle feels like you just feel like you're in big brother and they just haul you around and yeah you know yeah it's definitely not for everyone did you um get like any backlash or any like stigma of some sort when you were telling your friends and family that you were you know dating a military someone in the military or were they like oh that's so nice and whatever Mm. no I just he he is eight years older than me and I met him I was 17 so my mom and my family was a little like who is he and like (laughs) is he nice and yeah good intentions like more so like on that end I don't think anything about him being military was um not that I felt anyways if people that's good if people thought that I never had that feeling which I think is great um but yeah I mean once my family got to know him and met him they were like okay like he's fine he's obviously like a really good person yeah he seems really nice and he seems like (laughs) so fun and like matches your energy and like he doesn't look like he's eight years older no oh that's not at all no he looks like young young. yeah he looks young and spry and like that's awesome and I'm sure like being fit and like having three kids keeps you guys young too like oh yeah uh, chasing little kids like come back here (laughs) like yeah keeps us uh, yeah we just make us I this is a thing I always say that works really that's the best thing about our marriage I would say is we just work as a team and I'm sure you um a million times about and in any like civilian or military life like you have to work as a team in anything that you do and we've always tackled any challenge and any obstacle as a team and even with parenting we share the responsibilities 50 50 like it's just not depending what seasons we're going through like someone will pick up if someone's not doing well or we've learned to lead with love lean on each other with love and just like love each other in Mm -hmm. in whatever seasons that we're in um I mean he's like survived three pregnancies with me and like I'm not an easy person to handle when I'm pregnant yeah uh, I told Dylan the same I was like if I'm ever (laughs) pregnant like good luck it's not this like beautiful thing that you imagine when we just like when I was pregnant with my first it was like not so bad but this last pregnancy like 
the the the, two, the toddlers and the full time jobs and the the going away the domestic deployments it was like a it's a big Ugh. blur. Do you guys always want three kids? Um yeah we're done for sure. Yeah, our house is full. Um, the family's complete. <laughs> yeah it feels great. We we knew we wanted like two like we didn't I didn't want like just one and yeah. he has two siblings I have two siblings and I just felt like after we had Owen our second. We waited a little bit um, to kind of adjust because it was hard. I find adjusting from one to two. I bet, yeah. And once we kind of felt like things were normal and not so chaotic, we're like, sure, let's add a third one in there. Like, yeah. So, um, I mean, thankfully, I say that with so much gratitude. Dan and I don't have any fertility issues or anything that way. Like, I just could look at him and get pregnant. So yeah. <laughs> Woohoo, like, another baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even now, we're like, let's be careful. Yeah, um, exactly. So when we decided to have a third and it thankfully happened really quickly and um, we were kind of just playing, you know, we kind of tried, but didn't really want to put it out there and we just wanted to see if it was going to happen and um, thankfully it did and I mean we're so grateful now like I just I'm yeah super grateful for my family and and like the kids and stuff I think they'll be they're all pretty close in age you know three kids that are four and under so Mm-hmm. I think they'll they'll all grow up together and which is kind of what I was hoping because I this what I had with my brothers being so close in age with them and you know we're all going through high school together and we're all going through the same things and so you know you go to the movies and all your kids are about the same age so you find yeah. something that everybody likes and so that was important for us to have our kids close in age so, like to watch yeah. for each other at school like hey yeah. uh like your oldest leave my little brother alone or <laughs> <I know>. whatever <laughs> I can just picture her trying to like stand up to her little brothers and it's like it's like watching your heart walking out of you like it is that's what I hear yeah yeah it's it's wild (laughs) and then you just want to (laughs) like bubble wrap my younger brother he was like if I ever have kids they're not gonna be allowed on the internet and they won't be allowed to have phones and I was like good luck <laughs> With, yeah in today's world yeah good luck I say you you can bubble wrap them but until they like I don't know when they hit school like age five and up like I don't know then they learn other people's behaviors and yeah and I mean I think now they have iPads at school like it's just oh. it's it's crazy like I, I mean I don't know what it's all like but I know they're learning with technology because that's where our world is going so it wouldn't be it would be a disservice to them to to keep all this technology yeah. away from them because that's what's going to help them learn I think you know we haven't introduced any electronics to the kids yet I just feel like they were still pretty young but I also hear a lot of parents who've introduced electronics and then totally regretted it and were like wait as long as you can when Becca is closer to being five like in maybe a year's time then we'll we'll think about giving her some like educative things they never play with our phones like they see our phones and they could care less about it because we've never let them watch anything on our phones it ha- it's awesome. never been a device for entertainment so it's never like a battle of like, and I've seen other parents and other kids and not to like take away, like, you got to oh, do, yeah. you know, maybe if I was a single mom, I'd be like, yeah, here's my phone, like trying to delay it as long as we can. <laughs> Here it's painful. Like once you've given it to them, it, they become just like addicted. And um, yeah, but I know we'll have to introduce it at some point and just for their learning, it's obviously yeah we were gonna do pre-primary when you turn four you can go to pre-primary or something but we just changed our minds like we just she's gonna go to french school like an all french school oh that's cool just yeah we're just gonna wait until she's five and then just do like kindergarten like everybody else so yeah i'd want my kids to be bilingual too like bilingualism is important for sure 
Yeah. So no, it's, it's going to be hard to leave. Like, cause we just have such good roots here and you know, when they're going to start school and stuff, that's going to be challenging to get them away from their friends. But you know, everybody tells me, oh, it builds their resiliency and it makes them stronger. And But I just don't necessarily want to put them through that. I'm sure she's going to still be resilient and a strong, you know, without having to go through all these moves and we'll have to wait and see what the future holds. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely uh, interesting. I guess I was in New Brunswick when I was five, I guess living on this street and everything. And um, we moved back because I didn't like it or something. Mm -hmm. And like, I think dad came and went from the army. And I remember he like left when I was like 10. And then he was in New Brunswick. So a lot of like back and forth phone calls, like not visiting him too much, but I was more of a mommy's girl growing up. And my younger brothers were more like daddy's boys yeah. and whatever. And then they moved with him and followed him to New Brunswick, Saskatchewan, New Brunswick again. They both got jobs at Subway, I think all around Canada, like all <laughs> the like time. The, yeah, the it was the job. And then like learned how to drive up here. One of them went to uh, OHS. Wasn't the best. I think he experimented a lot, like high teenage years, like all the drugs and whatever. <laughs> so that was interesting. Snuck out and he was kind of wild, kind of a wild child. And me, not so much. And I was in the wild kid Dylan was as growing up. So I don't know what kind of child we'd have. It could be one or the other. It could be a mix. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah yeah oh boy yeah those kiddos definitely add like a lot of life and the thing is I find when Dan's away like they keep me so busy like I know I would be busy if I didn't have kids but I'd have to kind of fill the gaps of my days with with other things and I mean I love having a full plate and so I know I would have stuff to do but having the kids to keep alive and like take care of it just adds this extra like you know taking care of them and doing activities with them and they do keep you young at heart like if you get involved with them and you're just getting down to their level and playing with them or doing we do like obstacle courses in the backyard with whatever we can find yeah. and just like yeah it just really brings out like a fun you know I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't have the kids I'd just probably be doing something else so they keep That's you busy such a good imagination sometimes like you know sometimes you need a break as a parent you're like here's a big cardboard box and like have fun they don't Uh, need much honestly you that posted a remodeling project you want to do with the house you found yes yeah oh that looks so cute I wanted to find them we've been wanting to get them a little playhouse we were hoping for like a swing set and like a slide thing you know like but those are just so freaking expensive. I was like, I just can't. And then I would see some on marketplace and I was like, maybe this one, but some of them, they were selling them like just in a box, like disassembled. Mm. Like, There's pieces missing. Like you're selling this for $900 and yeah. like, I just couldn't do it. I didn't trust. <laughs> I was like, I don't trust people. Yeah. You this. never know if there's like a loose screw or something. Like, yeah. Like I'm not going to spend all this money to put it together. And then there's like something missing. Like yeah. anyway, so we just found this little playhouse on marketplace, but it's actually pretty big. Um, It's like a decent size. Like I can stand up in it, which I was really. Surprised. Oh, wow. Yeah. It looks yeah. quite big. Yeah, it is pretty big. And so, um, yeah, brand new. They're just so expensive. But um, we just found this one and we're just going to repaint it and just have a little project with it. Yeah. Paint it blue, blue and white. And um, yeah, they, the kids have loved it so far. They just, they always want to go in it and they just use Aww. their imagination. Like there's a little sink and a faucet and like a little cooking thing. And they're just going to play with this for hours. Aww. 
That's so Every great. time I can just like sit back on my Adirondack chair and get a bit of a suntan and just, like yeah, play. So yeah, That's yeah, cute. that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't need cell phones when you're playing in your little playhouse <laughs> and washing fake dishes. Like so fun. I yeah. mean, they watch like lots of TV. Like oh yeah, not like anti screens or whatever. Yeah, it's like tablets are expensive too, and it just hasn't happened that we wanted to put money towards a tablet. Like it just hasn't really happened. Yeah. So we budget every month, and we just try to be be careful with our expenses and our and our income and where the money goes. So yeah, you have to, especially with inflation. It's insane. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. But um, anyway, so yeah, this one is a really good marketplace. I'm always on the lookout for marketplace. Yeah, you never know what you're gonna find on marketplace, especially for kids. I feel like kids will. Oh, out- I bet so quickly that we barely buy anything new like especially in, in daycare like at first I, I loved getting all these nice clothes and then it was oh like, yeah that they're going nice. to daycare and they're painting and they're playing in the mud and they just and I'm like I, you know I don't care about this clothes these clothes being that nice or not like maybe just have like one night's outfit if we're gonna go do something as a family or whatever but yeah half the time it's like mixed match pants and sweater oh yeah I know I see <laughs> and muddy yeah. and, and playful like that's something I've learned though. Like I didn't have kids and like know this. It's like through the years, I'm like, there is no use in buying them really nice things. It's just like <laughs> mix and match clothes is fine. <laughs> like what I went to school with oof, wasn't too cute back in the <laughs> early 90s. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, imagine. once like once they're older and she can pick out her own clothes or like, you know, she's not like painting at, at the school or whatever, like yeah, a bit more um but they have like spaghetti sauce all over their shirts <laughs> it's just like at this point at this age I'm like whatever yeah exactly stains yeah. and whatever <laughs> can people find your Milso brave box on Instagram is where I'm the most active I would say um okay. the handle is at Milso brave box I have a Facebook page too I think some people um like to use that and mm-hmm. I have a full-on website um com to just browse the vendors that are included in the box or just to learn more about my story or um to buy a bestie box or to purchase a deployment box and just keeping an eye on everything else that's going to be coming in the next mm-hmm. couple weeks months <laughs> years I hope where do you get the most interaction I guess it probably depends maybe both but I struggle with like Facebook and or Instagram to find the right like audience and the right yeah. people I I kind of struggle too because I feel like there's a lot of spouses on like Facebook groups like my business is very much military spouse oriented so yeah I couldn't wait to post into the military spouse group like it's exactly what it was for you know that's like exactly my audience and so um I yeah I, that's like, true yeah and when I first tried to make a post it she obviously the admin like refused it and I was like this is so you had the same issue yeah I was like I created these deployment boxes like for specifically like Canadian military spouses exactly I'm like struggling why can't you know like I I know you're not supposed to promote your business but like I'm kind of struggling you know I'm trying I'm, I'm new like I'm trying to get the word out there you know so anyways and then she's like just hold on like we're working on something where businesses can post like on Saturdays or something. And then like, she was very nice. Like it wasn't anything, but I was That's like, good. If I can't post it in here. Like what good is this group? Like maybe the deployment box can help someone or like, maybe they just want to buy a journal and they just, you know, want to start journaling and have some check-ins with themselves. Like anyway, so it all turned out fine, but um, I do just have a Facebook page for that. I'm just not as much 
on Facebook. Like I'm maybe because I don't know what are yeah. millennials, like 90s babies. Are we millennials? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. Um, I still feel like Facebook is like close friends and family. And then, you know, Instagram is like anybody, you know, you can kind of reach anybody. So I'm, I'm going to start a TikTok. I think I will. It's just a lot of work. It's it's a lot of creativity other than like Facebook and Instagram just to like make a post. But I guess yeah. it's similar to like a reel. I yeah, guess. it's like making a reel every time. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of work. It depends like what your if you want to make it a habit, what your vision is, like, you know, it depends what you wanna what you want it to bring. And like I I feel like more I should start a TikTok just because a lot of I don't have it, but um, I'm gonna have to get on board because I right, yeah. have like a really big vision and like putting in the work doesn't really bother me right now especially because I'm still on mat leave so I do have a bit more time during the day like ish <laughs> yeah but, so but I if I have my full-time job like I'm working nine to five and then you know the, the evenings and the kids and the weekends like this was yeah. so fun I uh, can't wait to hear it and can't wait to listen to the other ones that you're gonna release soon and thanks for chatting yes thank you you so much for those who tuned into this episode i really appreciate you being here it really means a lot um podcasting is a lot of work it's really fun but it does take a lot of time but i do love and appreciate all the great connections i have made so far along the way i very much appreciate it and it's really cool just knowing that we're all going through the same thing in one way or another so if you're ever wanting to tell your story, please reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook at Coffee and Crime with the Military Wife Pod. And I'm also on Instagram at coffee.crime.militarywife. And all of my socials are on Linktree. You can find me on there at Coffee and Crime with Military Wife Pod. It's super easy. And lastly, please go subscribe to the podcast. It helps me a lot. Word of mouth, share on your Facebook walls, share with your family and friends. The word needs to get out there. I have a lot of big plans and so many episode ideas in my mind. Um, So I really want to see this grow someday. So I can't do that without you. So thank you for your support and take care and see you next time.